Hey everyone, it's me, Gary. Let's see, what's been going on in the Adventure Zone graduation? Well, uh, Fearbulg has been forgetting stuff uh, and going places and doing things and it's really freaking him out. So he told Fitzroy all about it. Now Fitzroy and Fearbulg are working together. They're trying to figure that out. Uh, let's see, uh, Argo is trying to find out all the information he can about Fitzroy. Uh, an investigator from the Heroic Oversight Guild named Althea Song showed up, and she's asking some questions. Uh, she showed up in the Thunderman dorm to ask them about it. Uh, let's see, anything else? I mean, mostly everything's just kind of weird and mysterious, you know? No one trusts anybody. Uh, it's a whole thing. Let's see how it plays out, shall we? So, you were able to convince the Heroic Oversight Guild representative Althea Song that her questions could wait till morning. Mostly you did this through, you know, Argo lying and uh, Fitzroy crying and the Fearbulg really not doing much of anything uh, and basically just kind of looking a little worn out. And she took pity upon the three of you and said she would be back tomorrow. Uh, she also said that she would like to interview each of you individually. So the other two are free to go about their business, but be sure to be back in time for your interview window. Now she has decided to begin the day with Fitzroy. Cool. So do we need to come up with something that we're doing? Well, we'll get to that right now so that we are not... Uh, too dispersed. We're going to focus on one scene at a time, uh, but I will ask you what you've been doing here in a little bit, so if you want to be thinking about it, it's not a bad mm. idea. Hmm. They're probably going to be playing Animal Crossing. If we're I don't know honest. how to have thoughts that aren't recorded anymore. I've been in the yeah. game too long. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> what if I think something and it's like, this is somewhat entertaining. This could pass for entertainment, and I'm not yeah. saying it out loud. It's like, did anyone even hear it? That's if like I think it. and don't say it into a microphone, that would be like if you were like a chef at a restaurant and you made a meal and then just threw it away. Right. Thank you. Yes. Well, or if a tree fell on you in the forest and you screamed and nobody heard it. Well, that, yeah. that would only that only fits the metaphor if you are a professional at having a tree fall on you. Like if oh, your job wow. is like I'm here to have trees fall on me and this time it happened and no one was watching. Which don't get me wrong, Jackass exists, so maybe that is a job. <laughs> we need him now more than ever, right? Yes. <laughs> get out yes. there, Johnny. Come Johnny. on, Johnny. No, get in Let there. Us. Stay in there. I Johnny, just your home. Gonna... Just let a snake bite your nuts or something, Johnny. We need this now. <laughs> in your house. How does the snake get to his house? In this in this current time. Like the jackass guys, their dares could be like, I'm going to like ride a public bus. Yeah, I'm going to Lowe's. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't do it for a non-essential product. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 
uh, you are, uh, Fitzroy, you're sitting at the little uh, dining room nook in your in your dormitory, uh, sitting across from the uh, red-haired elf woman, Althea Song. And she says, uh, you are uh, Sir Fitzroy Mablecourt, knight in absentia uh, of the realm of Goodcastle. Is that correct? That is so correct, and it sounds so nice to hear someone actually say the whole thing out loud. Um, I've only heard it in my own voice, mm. which I find quite sonorous and pleasant, but um, to, to hear it slip between another's lips, is, um, it is exquisite, and I appreciate the effort. Well, we do our best at the Heroic Oversight Guild uh, to be accurate and respectful. So um, first, before we get to any kind of official questions, I, I'd like to get to know a little bit about you, Fitzroy. So what, what is it that brought you to this fine institution? Um, well, fate, I guess you could call it. Destiny, maybe, mm. if you prefer uh, that name. Uh, why does anyone... Go anywhere or do anything, if you want to think about it that way, Althea, uh, if you don't mind me using your first name. Um, So, I mean, there was also a a magical sort of cataclysm that may have resulted in the dean of a particular night-based academy becoming a muck-dwelling fish for, like, a minute there, and it's, like, not even a big deal, no, and we're so cool me. about it. So, Fitzroy, let me go ahead and stop you there. Yeah. Uh, I am aware of the events. You were a student mm. at Clyde Knight's Night-Night School, and you turned mm. uh, the the dean of the school into a catfish. I am aware. And it's funny, and, like, we laugh about it now. Like, now when we get together and talk about it, like, we laugh about it because it's fun. Like, it's water like, under the bridge. It's so funny. I've spoken to Sylvia Knight about it, and she doesn't necessarily find it as funny as you do, but... Inside joke, really, like an inside joke between friends and colleagues. Ah, but what I was really asking is what, not the events, but more the motivation of what brought you to this school? Well, I had to go to some school, didn't I? Got to get some learning. But uh, why? In, in, so I can become a better knight and serve uh, the realm of Goodcastle to the utmost of my, you know, my half-elven abilities. So, I see. Uh, yes, I, 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 I mean, I guess I could have just sailed overseas or over land or to, to across the skies or to another place plane or planet. I'm not entirely sure where Good Castle is, so secretive uh, is its location for its own safety and security, but um, I figured, you know, why not make something of myself before then? Well, uh, that leads me to my next question. You you speak of make something of yourself. Is this a, a family tradition? Does your family have a history of heroing or villaining or sidekicking? Oh, sure, or- sure, sure. Really? Big, oh, sure. Big history. <laughs> How do you think we acquired such vast sums of fame and fortune? Well, because I've been going through the Heroic Oversight Guild records, and I can't find mention of We're the from Maple the other Corps. Heroic Oversight Guild, this other one. You know how there's another one, like a competing guild? No. Oh. <laughs> Yikes, you may want to... Uh, Hire a few more sort of in- investigators uh, to your to your little group because let's just say there's some co- fierce competition out there. 
and the heroes and villains that they are churning out, baby, you would not believe how. And I'm sorry, I just said baby. I don't. That's I don't own that. That's not me. Um, but you make me very nervous. Why? I'm not here to judge or to get anyone in trouble. I am merely gathering information. Okay. Well. Uh. Yep. So big family, lots of heroes and villains, and that's my final answer. I see. Now, uh, you are now on the villain track, I see in your records. And so once you become a professional villain, I know that you will be registering with the Heroic Oversight Guild. Tell me, what do you know about Hog? Um, well, I mean, that is assuming I don't go with the Shadow Guild, uh, which, oops, I've said too much already. But should I, should I go with Hog? Um, I assume that I will be instantly rewarded with vast sums of fame and fortune. I'm not entirely sure, uh, how it, how it works on, on your side of things. Ah, well, uh, let me clarify that point because I think that that is an important one. Uh, the Heroic Oversight Guild is not in charge of compensation. That will be negotiated with whatever township or principality or whatever location you end up being hired as a professional villain for. The Heroic Oversight Guild is there to make sure that you behave within uh, the, the structures, the, the rules and legalities of being a professional villain or a hero. Uh, to make sure that, you know, you stay on the straight and narrow, as it were, whether that means being uh, the right kind of villain or the right kind of hero. Uh, and and should you stray from the path, uh, well, the, the Heroic Oversight Guild is there to gently guide you back or, in some cases, take a slightly extreme measures comparatively but uh, i'm sure that we will have no issues with you uh and we i mean it sounds like you're trying to put the thunder man in a box and thunder man don't fit in a box i believe you'll find that out about thunder man he is not a uniform box shape so i'm so sorry thunder man yes oh sorry i was answering to you saying my powerful name Oh, you are you are Thunderman. Let me just make a quick note of that. Well, my friends call me Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt, Knight in Absentia of the Realm of Goodcastle. Speaking but, um, of friends, um, mm. I know that right now you are the registered villain at the school, mm. and uh, that Argonaut Keen and Master Fearbolg are serving as your uh, permanent sidekicks while here at the school. Will they be uh, traveling with you once you graduate as well? Have you made plans? Oh, we, we like to keep it more fluid around here, more more jazz-like um, with our long-term planning. Um, I mean, right now, we've got a great thing going on. Mm-hmm. We have a fantastic thing going on. My CFO is always cracking the books, trying to ink out every little bit of gold and copper and coin that we can possibly uh, squeeze into our, our coffers. And Argo is doing something equally vital i'm sure mm-hmm. and but you know they understand this is a business and the wheels of business are powerful and strong and they will grind you up if you sleep on it for just even a second they will turn you into jelly 
and then you will become lubricant for the great machine. And we all know this. Like, yes. we all know this. Of so, course. like, right now, it's great, but they do know if they slip up even for a second, they're bada bing, bada boom, they're business lube. So, well, you'll just want to make sure uh, once you begin your professional work that you do register them as uh, your sidekicks or hinge people, if you prefer, uh, so that they will be afforded uh, all of their rights and protections and, and all of that stuff. You you understand. You know how the guild rules work. Uh, I think I actually just explicitly stated that I don't, but I am a quick learner, so Excellent. don't worry about that. So now down to business, Sir Fitzroy. This hasn't been bu- – what has this been? This has simply business. been a getting-to-know-you session. Okay. What has your experience at the school been like? Awesome. Awesome. The tutelage is top-notch. There's a lot of... There's not a lot of bugs. There's not a lot of bugs all over, and they do... There's working... The plumbing is just works, and you can rely on that. And that's fantastic. I'm like anxiously looking around. Is Gary, is there a Gary in this room? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, and it's good. And I'm having a real good time. No real serious problems that I can Uh, think of. I'm surprised. If I may, Mm. I sense that perhaps you are worried about uh, some some listening in. You needn't, you needn't worry about that. And she taps uh, a silver ring. Uh, on the index finger of her left hand. Uh, and mm. when she taps it, there's a slight blue glow. Uh, and she says, this this provides uh, just a little bit of privacy for these kinds of chats. So you needn't worry about anyone listening in. Cool. Can I, can I get one of them? Do you have an extra one of them? No, I, I'm sorry. These are uh, Heroic Oversight Guild issued only to investigators. Okay. I would love to get my hands on one of them, though, if I can put in, like, a request or if there's, like, an online order form, well, like a sort of sharper day, image. You you could become an investigator like me, and then you would be issued one as well. Okay, my needs are a bit more immediate than that. Um, things aren't going so great at the school. Things aren't going so great at the school. Did you get... Did you get perhaps a letter from a student here um, requesting help, and then maybe that student doesn't live... <laughs> Anymore? Well, the nature of my investigation, the details, uh, are, are not exactly for public consumption at this time. Uh, okay. Suffice it to say that we, we did receive uh, a, perhaps a, a message with some concerns. Okay. Uh, but beyond that, I'm, I'm not at liberty to share. Yes, I may have goaded on that said student to share said concerns and may have led to said extinguishing of said students said life span and so that's where i'm at little bit little bit little paranoid wasn't kidding about the bugs and plumbing that's all top notch but the fear of my being killed while i sleep or being brainwashed into you know jumping into the god's carcasm or a dragon's mouth brainwashed you say yeah, yeah, that's kind of the going theory, um, the going concern. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's sort of where that's I'm a at. Very serious concern, Sir Fitzroy. That that would break 
one of the most major tenants of the Heroic Oversight Guild. Don't brainwash. That's a good tenant. Yeah, well, for the sure. Th- the thing is, is even the most villainous of villains is not allowed to compromise someone's free will. Um, yeah, I think there's maybe someone who's having a little bit of fun with the laws, with the with those rules. So, may want to look into that. Wow. Don't know about the Shadow Guild. Don't know about all the brainwashing. I'm just saying, maybe you need to step up your investigation game a little bit, huh? I see. That was rude. You make me so nervous. I'm sorry I keep talking to you like that. You needn't be nervous, Sir Fitzroy. We are on the same side, it seems. Well... This has been very informative. Thank you so much. Uh, if you would, please, uh, on your way out, be sure to send Argonaut Keen in. Okay, are you going to, like, leave after this? Or, because as nervous as you make me, you do make me feel a certain level of security being here that I have not felt for a few days now. Um, so I don't know if you're going to be, like, on-campus investigator, like a sort of, like, um, you know, HR rep for the hog if you will, that would be fantastic. Um, Well, if what you have told me is true, in combination with the concerns that brought me here, I think that my time here will continue for the foreseeable future. Okay, cool. Let me just... Okay. Sorry, I just unclenched my butt cheeks for the first time in like three weeks, (laughs) and it's fantastic. I understand. uh, Um, Which one of those two knuckleheads did you want again? Argo, uh, but okay, Sir Fitzroy. Before you go, one last thing. Yes, mm. if you have any other concerns, if there's anything that bothers you, do not hesitate to talk to me about it. Do you understand? Um. Yeah. Sure. Um. I'm trying to think. Like plumbing bugs. They keep taking my cloak away, but that seems a little bit of, like way below your pay grade. No, yeah, everything else is great. I mean, they got crepes. Um, yeah, it's really just the brainwashing and murder. Like, that's it, really. Well, those are fair concerns. Thank you so much. Before we begin Argonaut session, Fearbulg, what have you been doing while Fitzroy has been meeting with Althea Song? Uh, well, I wanted to talk to Gary. Okay. S- Just to, like, have a friendly chat? Like, what does the no, coffee remind I, you of? I, ah, that little bistro in Venice. I want to talk... Well, called. I mean, do I have to tell you what the conversation is going to be about? Or should I have a conversation? Would that be better? No, but I there are... So there are multiple Garys uh, throughout the It doesn't campus. matter, right? shouldn't matter. They are all... So, as a quick, brief reminder about the Garys, they are a hive mind, uh, but they do have individual... Uh, like consciousnesses as well. They just share the information that they have, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I want to talk. What's the closest Gary to Higglemus's office? Um. There is an outside Gary. Uh. At, at the front. <laughs> yes. There are inside Garys and outside Garys. It just depends on their potty training. Upstairs, <laughs> downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is uh there is a Gary stationed at the entrance to the hench person and uh sidekick annex. Uh yeah, let me talk to that Gary real quick. Hey, Master Fearborg, how's it going? It's me outside Gary. I'm the Annex Gary. 
Hi. Uh, greetings. Okay. I was wondering if I could ask a strange question. Hey, listen, buddy, no questions too strange. No strange questions, only strange answers. <laughs> you know? This is not uh, <laughs> worth arguing about. But here, did you see me? Would, would this be yesterday at this point, Trav? Or yes. What, what was our time frame? Yes. Okay. So yesterday, in the time frame of the recording uh, versus the time frame of the game, yesterday was in the last session when you did approach Hickelmas's office and then woke up sometime later under a tree. Okay. Did you see me yesterday? Yeah, I, I, I saw you. There is um a magic or I don't know the word, but I don't remember yesterday this this part. What what did you see? What did I do? Oh, uh, well, it 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 was pretty straightforward to me. You you kind of came wandering in. Uh, you know, I, you went in, you were inside for, I don't know, uh, 15, 20 minutes, maybe you came back out and you kind of wandered away. And then, uh, you kind of went off in the distance there. I could just barely see you. You laid down under that tree and took a nap. Uh, hmm. I did nothing strange. Did I have carry anything or well i mean you you didn't say hi back when i said hi and i don't know if that's strange or just rude um you were kind of out of it you know your eyes half closed i just assumed you were a real sleepy boy did i hmm well I did you notice anything else strange yesterday? Huh. Anything else strange yesterday? Um I mean I could check with the other Garys. Yeah? Give me two seconds. And his little stone eyes close and they pop back on moving and he goes, Uh listen, you didn't hear this from us? But uh, while you were in Higglemas's office, Higglemas's Gary uh, was out of commission, asleep uh, for that 20 minutes. So we're not sure what y'all were talking about, uh, but uh, he's not normally, we don't go to sleep. We're statues, you know, so we don't really require a lot of sleep per se. So yeah, that I guess that's strange. Does that count? Um, what do you mean? Well, I mean, it it would take some pretty powerful magic to put a statue to sleep, wouldn't you think? <laughs> I 
have no frame of reference for this. Oh, okay. Let me make it a statement then. It would take some pretty powerful magic to put a statue to sleep. Period. Yes. Yes, that's a that that time it was a statement of fact rather I, than kind yes. of a rhetorical question. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think happened? Well, I mean, I just figured you've had a pretty standard, you know, appointment. You've come wandering in here uh and wandering out about every other day. So, I didn't really think that much about it. Every other Every other day? Yeah, thereabouts. I mean, sometimes it's every three days. Uh, but yeah, about every other day. <clears throat> I have a favor. Oh, like ask. a favor between buddies? Ah, uh, yes, a buddy favor. We're buddies? Now we are f- forged... In the fires of bodies. Yeah. If you see me walk this way again, I need you to ask the other Garys to find Fitzroy. Okay. And make him stop me. Oh, okay. Now listen, if I do this for you, you need to do a favor what for me. What do you ask in return? The oldest form of currency from time immemorial favors between bodies. Could you give me a little hat? <laughs> it would be my great honor. Thank you. Something with a big brim. It gets real bright out here. A little hat with a big brim. Yeah, that would be great. Or maybe like some little sunglasses or just something. I don't want to be squinting all day, you know? The sun hits from about like 10 a.m. to like 3. It's just right in my eyes. I will do this for you. Hey, you're the best, buddy. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure. Uh, Tell Fitzroy... Uh, I'll pass it through the Garys. If we see you go in, get Fitzroy, make him stop ya. Thank you. Hey, no problem, buddy. Yes, buddy. Yes, buddy. So... It's time. We're back in the dormitory. Uh, Argo, you have arrived for your uh, questioning session. Now, tell me, what's? Uh, how do you approach the table? You enter. You see Althea sitting at the table. She says, ah, yes, uh, Argonaut Keen. Please join me. Um, certainly. Yes. Um, I would be happy to. I was just out taking a little stroll, finding out the news of the day. <laughs> Okay, well, then you're going to need to walk over here to the table. Oh, well, yes. Okay, so he walks over to the table and looks and says, "Uh, May I sit? Oh, yes, please. And he sits. May I offer you something to drink? Some tea, perhaps? And I don't know, a beverage of your choice. I can summon whatever you want. Juice? Do you have any kind of juice? Sure. What kind of juice would you like? 
Um, do you have Tangelo? I do. And she waves I her hand. I love Tangelos. And a frosty glass of Tangelo juice appears. Ooh, still a little frothy. Yeah. I like that. It's fresh. I like that, the juice. Yes. Wait, here, let me try it. Oh. Mm, mm. oh, good. Just the right amount of pulp. Damn, this is a rich tapestry. Yeah. So, Argonaut. Um, yes. I, I, before we get down to brass tacks, as they say, I'd like to get to know a little bit about you. I don't like going straight to business. I feel like it's cold. Right. And, yeah, yes. sure. Absolutely. What would you like to know? So what is it that has brought you here to the school? Um, well, um, I just, um, I have uh, had a dream uh, where I, I want to, uh, I've always wanted to work with the Commodore, the great naval hero. You know you know the Commodore? Yes, great. of course. Yes, he is one yes. of the Heroic Oversight Guild's prized heroes. Yes, and and to me as well. And uh, I've just admired him since the day I met him, and it's uh, it's oh. just been a dream. I'm, when hmm? did you meet him? Oh, well, uh, he and my mother used to work together. They, uh, well, my mother kind of worked with him, for him, uh, in the past. Oh, I see. Was she a sidekick or a hench person? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you see... Oh, boy. You want to hear the whole story? Oh, yes, please. All right. My my mother, uh, Shabrikin, uh, used to work on a narwhaler. You know, the ships that go out and, you know, hunt narwhals. That's and, a disgusting, uh, disgusting job. I know. I, it's a terrible job. And there was an incident. And uh, in the, as the aftermath of that incident, my mother decided she didn't want to do that anymore. And she, and I'm, I say this with pride. I mean, it sounds bad, but I say it with a lot of pride. She, uh, she kind of led a, a mutiny uh, oh. on, on, on board the ship. And... Um, they didn't want to hunt narwhals anymore, and uh, she was able to sway the whole crew, and um, we we even convinced the, the former captain to join us, and um, my mother, from that day forward, was forever changed, and she, uh, we became privateers, working, you know, for the crown, acting like pirates, but working for the crown, and in doing that, we kind of... Uh, we were working with the the Commodore. He was kind of our official liaison to the Navy, and uh, that's that's how I I first met him. Ah, I see. Um, there's only one kind of incident that happens on a narwhal hunting boat, right? Like somebody for sure got impaled by a narwhal tusk. Or there, yeah, I can't think of it. There might have been like. This narwhal was special. This was like a free willy level narwhal. All narwhals are special, Trav. All, well, all actually, she fell in. His mom fell in uh, to the water while they were hunting. While they were hunting the narwhals, and uh, he he uh, Argo jumped in because he can breathe water, and his mother obviously couldn't. And before he could do anything, the narwhal surfaced. And there was his mom standing on the, the, the nose of the narwhal, holding on to the horn, and she was just a changed woman um, after that. And she just couldn't bring herself to kill these beautiful creatures. So You know, it's actually it not... A little, it had a free willy thing to it. It's not actually a horn. It's actually a specialized tooth. 
Get him, yeah. Trav. Yeah, it's, bra, 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 bra. it's a specialized him. tusk. But anyways. Burn that daddy. Scorching. Thank you, Jack Hanna. You're welcome. Um, please, Jeff Corwin. So, um, now, Argo, once you graduate, is your plan uh, to be, uh, it sounds like a professional sidekick to the Commodore? Oh, yes. That is that is the goal. That's the only thing I'm fixed on. It's and Nothing else is going to make me happy. Well, that's a, a that is a lofty goal. Um, good luck, good luck in that. And I, you. I, as you know, I am a uh, I am a representative of the Heroic Oversight Guild. Uh, tell me, what do you know about Hog? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, nothing. I don't. I don't know. I really. I'm. I'm sitting here thinking, and uh, I'm gonna do a. Um, a knowledge check. Okay. Uh, so history. give me a history check. Okay. That's uh, six plus three. That's a nine. Okay. Well, not great. You know that the Heroic Oversight Guild uh, is in charge of heroes and villains. Uh, and you know, like, the basics. You know that the Heroic Oversight Guild exists to make sure that no villain ever goes too dark and that every hero stays in the light. Um, you also know that they have some kind of, uh, like, influence and that they're in charge of sidekicks and hinge people in some way, but you're not exactly sure what they do for sidekicks and hinge people. And I know their badges say hog, which yes. I think is rather unfortunate. Yes. That, 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 you know, in retrospect, maybe they should have changed. But uh, yes, I, I uh, tell her back what you just told me that right. I knew. Well, uh, I will tell you this specifically for you, because you will need to know this. There are two ways that one can become a registered sidekick or hinge person for a hero or villain. Uh, way number one is that you would have some kind of connection with said hero or villain, and they would specifically request you as a psychic or hinge person. The other pathway is through placement, where you would uh, register with the Heroic Oversight Guild. You would fill out a couple forms, you would do some questionnaires, um, and then a couple interviews, and you could request uh, said hero or villain, and we would see if the pairing makes sense for both parties, if the hero or villain was even looking for new sidekicks or hinge people. Um, but if your first choice wouldn't work out, we would then uh, place you with a another uh, hero or villain that we think would be a good fit. Um, but you uh, no, would, of course, no, have the final no. say. Um, okay, fine. But um, I would probably say no. To, to anybody else because this is my dream. This is, listen, I have dedicated my entire life to achieving this. Well. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can. Can I pursue both routes? I mean, can I go both ways? Certainly. If you would like, um, in fact, Argo, I respect your dedication and your hard work, and I'm, I would be happy. I actually know the Commodore. Uh, Get out! Uh, yes. You do not. Yes, we we have worked together before on cases and investigations. I would be happy to put in a word for you if you'd like. Um. Yeah. Uh. You know what? Let's, Miss Althea. I, Please, I, just I, Althea. Althea, I I really, you know what? I want to earn this. I want 
to make this happen on my own. I don't want any special treatment. I don't want any favors. For the time being, don't say anything to him. Let's see if I can become the kind of sidekick that the Commodore deserves. And mm. if then, if I do that, then I say we get in touch with him. Is that okay? I respect that even more. I, I think that that sounds like a plan. Now, now Argo, this has been such a pleasure chatting with you, but I, I do need to get down to business and ask you uh, a couple questions about the reason I, sure. I came here to the sure. school. First, how has your experience been here? Has it been satisfactory? Hey, it's, yeah, it's it's been satisfactory. I'd say I'd give it a, you know, a six out of ten, uh, if, if that, you know, makes any sense to you. I mean, I... I've got some concerns and some, you know, there's oh. there's go a lot of good stuff. There's more good stuff than bad stuff. Well, I'm happy to hear that, but could you share with me some of your concerns? Ah, uh, well, listen, it's personal. It, 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 I got me two roommates. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, they're... They're great fellas. They're really, they're really good, and they really seem to have really kind of, you know, connected. They've got okay. They're both CEO and C CFO of this Thunderman thing, and and I don't have a title, and and it bothers me. I I I I kind of, you know, I was kind of thinking CCO, which is you know like over communications, because um, I'm you know. I fancy myself as a little bit of a writer. Um, oh, but I don't know. They, I'm kind of the odd man out. Where you know, with the with the two fellas, and it's uh, they, they, you know, like I said, it's not a big thing. It's just a fitting in, you know, kind of thing. I've never been one to make friends fast, um, but you know, I I feel a little left out, especially at the meetings. You know, they all get to make official reports, and I just sit there writing all the stuff down. And, uh, you know, she sets down uh, her writing utensil for a moment. She says, now, Argo, this isn't necessarily within my purview, but have you spoken with them directly? Have you told them that you feel left out, that you would like to be closer friends? Have you opened up to them? Well, here's the thing. I think Fitz thinks I'm kind of an idiot. Hmm. And... And uh, a furball, I don't know what the hell he's saying most of the time. Um, and, I, you know, conversations with him tend to take a long time. Um, so, no, I guess I really haven't ex expressed myself. I didn't want to seem like a baby. I didn't want to, you know, be a whiny Oh, baby. Argo, expressing yourself and, and opening yourself up and telling others how you feel, that's not whiny. That's not a baby. That's the thing that allows us to grow closer to others. And let me just say, I don't think you're a dummy, Argo. I think you are not giving yourself enough credit. But I, I'm sorry we have we have gotten off topic. If I may, one last question. Sure, sure. Is there anything... And thank you. Thank you, by the way, for the compliment. Oh. I appreciate that. Of course. So far, all I've been complimented on is like uh, like stealing things and killing well, uh, it's 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 nice to get a compliment on you know. This being is smart. Uh, I thank you um, for bringing this up because this was another question I had, which was: Do you feel that 
you as a sidekick or hench person are being treated fairly here at the school. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's more than I, uh, you know, anticipated on some levels and uh, less on others. It, it, so, but you know what? Surprise keeps us alive, you know, changing up the, changing up the speed, changing up the, the, the action. It's, um, it, it keeps it interesting. And by golly, I got to tell you, it's interesting here. But no, no, I think everybody's treated me, you know, fairly well. No complaints. Well, Argo, before I let you go, I do have one more question. Mm-hmm. I realize that this is going to sound very ambiguous, and I apologize for that. But I, it sounds that way because there is no wrong answer. There is no answer too small to this question. And that is, since you have arrived here in your time here at the school, have you seen anything strange? Everything I've seen at this school is strange. They got skeletons bringing drinks to people, and and there's there's imps turning into bats, and vice versa. And everything about this place is strange. Sorry, I I I do see my mistake there. Please allow me to clarify. In an environment like this, with a school where magic is taught and battles play out and there is weirdness happening all the time then that becomes the baseline for ordinary so then oh, i guess okay. my question would become what have you seen that you would consider after you know observing what daily life is like here at the school anything out of the ordinary huh uh no, I sure haven't. No, I uh, no. can't think anything uh, above or below that baseline of generally weird and magic and creatures. And uh, no, I'd say it's uh, been pretty much uh, straight, uh, straight down the line. I see. Well, Argo, thank you so much. It's been well, a pleasure speaking pleasure. with you. Now, I would ask that if anything does come to mind that would be out of the ordinary that you talk to me uh, and tell me what it might be. This is very important. Do you understand, Argo? Oh, yes. I understand completely. I think I think I have a very, very good handle on what you're saying to me and, uh, and the purpose for your, this conversation. Narrator, he doesn't. <laughs> Thank you so much. And would you please uh, send in Master Fearwolk when you see him? Okay, but don't be in a hurry because, like I said, 15, 20 minute conversations at, at, the, at, the, at the least. So, uh, Fitzroy, during this period of time, what have you been doing during Argo's question session? Um, I think I, hmm, um, I'd like to find out more about Althea, and I don't know, like, what that necessarily means, whether it's, like, doing some, doing some research in the library about Hog, or, uh, talking to somebody, 
who might know more about Althea, but like this, I think that my paranoia now that I've been away from this situation for, you know, 15 minutes or whatever has started to spike back up. And now I'm realizing like, oh, Jesus, I just told this stranger everything. Um, well, who at this school do you trust enough to talk to about this? Oh, yeah, no one. Uh, so, hmm. I, I mean, I don't even know who would know enough about Hog. Maybe uh, Festo? Okay. I mean, Festo Festo is a tenured professor here. Correct. So I think I, I would be, I think under the guise of like going to like work on some spell and then trying to just sort of like, you know, sidestep into it. Uh, you arrive at Festo's office and you find them uh, asleep on their desk uh, underneath uh, some, it looks like possibly like student test papers, but that they have like crumpled up into a little pillow and maybe are using like as sheets and stuff and they're a little wrinkled. Uh, I'll come back later. Oh, is that <laughs> is that you, Fitzroy? Uh, yes, Festo, it is. I, I apologize for um, interrupting your hard-earned slumbers. Oh, that's all right. I was just sleeping it off. Yes, it's important. A uh, little, uh, little hair of the dog, but for but sleep, that's nothing. Um, can I come well, in? Well, no, I, I am extremely hungover. Yes, fantastic. From um, partying. I didn't yeah. know if that was clear or not. No, it was clear. I'm worried that you you are a little bit single-minded about your desire to sort of rage all the time. I see you don't know much about the fairy folk. I clearly do not. I am actually fairly restrained as far as fairies go. Good lord. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll need to be even more careful out in those uh, unknown woods, huh? Because... I do not want to stumble into a rave that I will not survive. Absolutely. They would, whoo, oh boy, you wouldn't even make it one hour out there with fairies with no self-control. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, That's why there aren't very many professional fairy folk. Uh, well, then I admire your tenacity. Thank um, you. And it is that tenacity I have come to you today to employ because I'm having some trouble with a spell and that's why I came here to work on that spell and oh. that spell, yes um, you know uh, let me see here uh, disguise self? Oh, yeah. yes Oh, it's a tough nut to crack, isn't it? It can be a tricky one Yeah, let's work on that and while we're working on that, hey, do you know anything about Althea song? What an awkward Who's transition it felt normal <laughs> to me. So, yeah, do you know anything about her? Because she's, uh, I just noticed her today on campus for, like, no reason. And mm. um, it seems strange that someone, I mean, do visitors often stop by from the hog? Um, It's been a while. Um, I, you know, when things are running smoothly, they let, they let us go about our business. Okay. Um, uh... So, do you know anything about her, like, specifically, or what's up? I know about Althea. Okay, uh, next question. Can you tell me those things? Oh, you want to know a little bit about her. Yeah, like, what's the dish? What's the goss? What's she the is an investigator with the Heroic Oversight Guild. Festo. Yes? I know this. Uh-huh. 
I'm talking about the ghost. Oh. I'm, I want you to dish the dish. What's the skinny? You want the hot goss. I want the hot, dripping wet goss. I see. Well, Althea is an investigator with the Festo. heroic... Yes? That's not goss. That's a, it's a fact. That's a fact. It's on, oh. it's on her... Look at this. And I pull out her business card. It's on her business card. If it's that on is a business beautiful card, business card. I like the embossing. It's incredible. But if it's on a business card, Festo, it's not gauze. So well, give me the see. dish. What is the skinny? What is the scoop? Uh, and they pull out a tiny little flask and they take a big swig. A big fairy-sized swig. Yeah. Well, she is, uh, from what if I you understand. you say an investigator for the no, Heroic no, Oversight I, Guild. That is on her business card, as you have pointed out. I'm not. Festo only does bits twice. No okay. rule of threes for Festo. Sure. Um, she is one of the prized investigators. Uh, she send, tends to be the one that they send uh, on very important missions. Uh, she has worked her way up through uh, the, the ranks of the Heroic Oversight Guild. Um, I've always liked her. She seems cool. She seems fun to party with. She's really? nice. Okay. I guess I, uh, to frame this, are they here for our benefit, the student body, or are they like your boss checking in to make sure Do that you you're Do you mean Althea doing... or the Heroic Oversight Guild itself? I guess Althea in this specific context. Is she here to make sure that you all are doing... When she stops in on your class, do you get a little bit nervous that you need to like really crush it? Yes. Okay. But I mean, Excellent. Festo always crashes it. That's true, Festo. I'm always saying that. Yes. Anyway, I think I got disguised self. You were right. The magic was in me all along and crushed. It Did a good job. Fitzy? With it. Can I ask what? you a question? Fitzy? Oh, no. No? Mm-mm. How about just Roy? Uh, oh, no. FM. Sure. FM, can I ask you a question? That's only fair. Um, Festo is not always good at picking up on social cues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but are you asking if you can trust Althea Song? Oh, yes. Yes. Do you Somehow you turn that into a two-syllable word, which makes me think you didn't actually mean it. In Festo's experience, Althea has always done right by Festo. She is kind and true. But she is also committed to the Heroic Oversight Guild and committed to doing her job. Festo does not know if Althea would put person first or job first. That is helpful. Thank you, Festo. Now, Abracazam! What? And I disappear. <gasps> I still see you. I ducked behind a desk. Yes. yes. But that was, it was good bit. Yeah, thank you.
We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin. And 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now, back to the show.
Now, before the Fear Bowl question session, the Thundermen have a date with the Battlegrounds. As the three of you approach, you see the hero and villain trainer, Frostus Crush Crushman, sitting in the center of the Battlegrounds. Uh, all three of you make a history check for me. Sorry, my dice are, are frozen to my desk from disuse. There's a thick <laughs> layer of dust on them. Hey, I listen, you know, expel. some episodes are about action, and some episodes you just need to do a little character building, okay, Justin? Oh, they disintegrated. Oh, no. Oh, no, oh. the molecules, they've, they've they've lost structural. Roll the dice of your uh, mind. I got a nine minus one, eight. Not great. Oh, not a great brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fine brain. A uh, 16 plus zero, which is a fancy way of saying 16. Yes. 16 plus 3, which is a fancy way of saying 19. Here he goes. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, that uh, Argo and... uh, Well, actually, I know why Argo knows this. Because in the first episode, it was established that Argo was a fan of Jimson and uh, Crush's time in the arena. And so I assume that uh, Argo has been talking about the trainers uh, in the dormitory. So all three of you know this. Uh, Frostus Crush Crushman is a former arena champion in the heavyweight division. He is a silver dragonborn, and he fought with unbridled ferocity and never lost a match. And you can be certain that he was undefeated because every fight in the arena is to the death, and he is not dead. After eight years, he was... (laughs) Thank you, Dad. That's some solid proof. Thank you very much. After eight years, he was allowed to retire, and word on the street is that he was actually forced to retire because everyone was too afraid to face the blood-soaked, silver-scaled monster. Now, you know that uh, Jimson was also uh, an arena champion, but he was in the featherweight division. Uh, You also know that the two of them are married and met during their time in the arena. But currently... I'm guessing they never fought each other. or maybe that's They were in different weight classes, yes. yes, A wild story, okay. Um, And uh, so, uh, currently... Crush appears to be meditating. You also see, standing placidly to the side of the field, a young-looking silver-haired elf woman. And Argo, you recognize her as the same elfin woman from the night you were initiated into the unbroken chain. So as you approach, Crush rises and says, Ah, well, well, well. If it isn't the fancy lad turned villain and his two buddies. Hello, three of you. Sneak attack. Okay. You want to roll against Crush and make a sneak attack? Yeah. Okay, go for it. <laughs> 17. No. What am I, am I rolling, am I adding my, like, combat mod? Uh, yeah, that's a, tw- yes. 23, sneak attack. Yeah. Okay, roll damage. Fuck yeah. Sneak attack. Wait, you don't have sneak attack. Well, I mean, I just did it fast. You were just doing a surprise <laughs> attack. Any no, he's always ready for attack. attack. You don't have sneak attack. You're not allowed to sneak attack. Okay. Um, he sees I you try to sneak a, attack. I pull back he's, at the last. I like stop the mall like an inch from his face. Like I coulda. Now who's the teacher? And he doesn't blink. He doesn't flinch. Ah, damn, that's cool. Yeah, it's real cool. Everyone knows it's cool. Well, okay. So have you got that out of your system? Is that you're good? Yeah. Sneak attack. Okay. I'm I'm standing right here looking at all three of you and you're saying out loud sneak attack. Um so this is going to be lesson number one. 
if you're I going, was trying to encourage I was trying to encourage Fitzroy to try to Sure. Game. If you're going to sneak attack, and this is just kind of basic one oh one stuff, don't yell sneak attack you before you it. do it. No, don't okay. Sneak attack. See, this is what I wanted to talk to the three of you about because I heard about your mission at the hospital with the M's. Say it. The mission impossible. Oh, <laughs> and that's really meta hearing Travis be embarrassed of Travis's joke. Thank you. <laughs> and it really took me there. I heard that basically y'all almost died. So uh, Akko technically did for like a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So what we're going to do today. I saw this white light. Okay. This nobody cares. White light. And okay. The three of you are going to square off against everybody me. in these realities. Died. <laughs> Everybody's died a bunch. Yeah, right. Yeah. We've, We've all been dead a little bit. Listen, there's magic and shit. You know what I mean? It's fine. Really We're going to go dead. two rounds. You three versus me. So I can get a feel for what you need to focus on. Uh, and I've invited Marie here. And he gestures towards the silver haired elfin woman. Uh, she is the school's physician, if you haven't met yet, and she is here to make sure that I don't kill you. So, let's go. Uh, so the three of you roll initiative. 10 plus 2, 12. Gee, many Christmas. Another 16 plus 6, that's 22. I'm weighing my options. It's a fancy way of saying I got a one <laughs> plus two. Mm, the master strategist watching mm, the battle hey, unfold. Uh, you're, uh, I, I'm only watching the game, controlling it. <laughs> okay. Um, I will allow the three of you to go first. Uh, I will go last uh, so that I can get a good feel for what's going on. Uh, so Argo, you are up first. Um, Argo has a two-weapon attack. Um, so let me ask you something. I've got, I've got a blame pin, a cudgel. Uh-huh. It, but I don't see any weapon stats on that. Uh, I'm going to say that it has the same, uh, same stats as a club. Um, because that's what it is. So, uh, you would basically, uh... I, I assume you're proficient in it. As it's a simple melee weapon. So you're going to add your same bonus like you would to your sword or anything like that for the hit. And then the damage is 1d4 plus uh, the, your proficiency number, I believe. No, not for the second attack. No, what is it? No, not for the second attack. Right. If you attack with the second weapon, it is just the straight up 1d4. Okay. So... I'm going to attack with the rapier in one hand, like take a swipe with the rapier, and then with a big sweeping arc, follow through with kind of a backhanded blow with the the cudgel. Okay. I might well the belaying pin, which is an, a nautical yes. club. Yes. Okay. So I roll. All right. That's ten uh, plus six for the hit with the rapier. That misses. He steps nimbly out of the way. Oh, I would say impressively nimbly for a dragonborn of his size. Okay. And then with the Belaine pin, that's a 15 plus six. So that's 21. That one does hit. Okay. And that's 1d4. And that would be 
A whopping two. Okay. So it makes a solid kunk when it hits his scales. Uh, right up against his melon. Right off his melon. Bonk. Yeah, it mostly bounces off. Yeah. I mean, it definitely hurts him a little bit. You feel like you made solid contact, but it doesn't seem to, you know, phase him too much. And so then he turns and looks at you, Fitzroy. Well, and I disengage. Okay. I disengage. That's my bonus action. So you Cunning action. You well, technically, able- taking t- a two-handed attack is a bonus action also. Sorry, I wanted to get in there and do that before anybody else did. Okay. Well, this is called cunning action. You can take a bonus action on each right. of your turns to take the dash. Right, but you are, when you use the two-weapon attack, it also uses your bonus action. Fitzroy, you're up. Um, can we use magic on you, or is yeah. it just hitting? If that's what you've got, use it. Are you, are you sure? Because I've got some pretty gnarly stuff, man. Yeah, go for it. Okay, don't say I didn't warn you. Um, I'm going to uh, use chromatic orb. Um, and I say, hey, you're a silver uh, dragonborn. What's that? Like, what element does that mean? Is that you're lightning frost. or whatever? Frost, okay. So, like, you're, would you say you're weak to fire? I'm, I'm not really weak against a lot of stuff. Okay, well, that's what a person who's weak to fire would say. Uh, <laughs> and then I use chromatic orb, and I channel an orb of fire. I'm also going to use tides of chaos, uh, which is my wild sorcery feature to gain advantage on this attack roll. Okay. Let's see how it goes. That is a 12 plus 5, 17. No. That is an 18 plus 5, 23. That one hits. Okay. That is 3d8 fire damage. Four, seven, uh, 15. 15 fire damage, or should I say 30 fire damage? He's not, <laughs> it's not, he's not weak to it. I also need to get better about this every time I cast a spell rolling to see. Oh, it's a three. That's so close. If I roll a one on the d20 roll after casting a spell, then it, then shit blows up. But it hasn't happened yet. Okay, uh, so up next is the Fearbulg. And he turns and looks at you and says, yes, Master Fearbulg, your turn. It's not fire. It's not fire. Am I correct in assuming that defensive spells are not necessary in this sort of situation? Like, that's what uh, Marie is there for? Correct. Okay. That, I mean, I was going to do something like supportive, but um, I'm going to cast Hold Person. Okay. I feel like targeting wisdom is my is my best bet here. Um, so you have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Okay. You have to beat my spell casting modifier. Which is... God, why don't they just have it on the sheet? They do. If you click spells, it says save DC at the top. Yeah, of I see it. It's on the sheet. I rolled an 18, by the way. Fuck me. Come on. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't do nothing. <laughs> I'm like, stay there. And you're like, nope. <laughs> I'd rather not. And Fearball's like, all right, okay. I also, it went so bad, I talk like this now. It's my new voice. Also, I meant to tell you, my name's Jerry. It's been Jerry the whole time. Okay. Sorry about trying to do a little bit of magic on you, fella. That's real. Everything on my face. All right. Okay. Now it's my turn. 
Um, so now I need all three of you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, that's something. Uh, uh, 11 plus 4, 15. 16 plus 1, 17. 6 plus 1, 7. Oops. Okay, so uh, Fearbolg and Fitzroy, you're going to take half damage. Nice. Hey, uh, half, half of uh, half of what? Half no. of a million. Uh, half of a million. <laughs> they each no. take five hundred thousand damage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All characters are dead. New art begins in two weeks. Uh, that is going to be uh, twelve points of damage. So the the two who succeeded would take uh, half damage. Six points. Yeah. Wow. Not I thought bad. this guy was tough. This okay. is first of eight attacks. Yeah. Okay, so we're back at the top of the order, and it is Argo once more. Hey, Gefriel. Um, sneak attack. Okay. I feel like um, we talked about this, but okay. Okay, he's using Florence, uh, which I believe adds plus three, and... He's going to deal an extra 2d6 damage to the creature hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon. Okay. All right. So there's a 13 um, plus 6. That's a 19. And Wait, hold plus on. Did you, how did you get plus 6? Okay, keep going. Yes. And then plus 3 for Florence? Got it. Okay. So that's 22. That hits. Okay. And then... I roll one D8 plus four ordinarily for Florence, uh-huh. correct? Yes. All right, that's a three. And then I roll two D6s. So three plus five. four plus five. Okay. Plus five. Plus five. Two fives. Okay. So that's... Okay. 17. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, up next is Fitzroy, and I disengage. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, that was sort of my big nasty spell, and it seems like did it? Can you be honest? Did it even hurt? Uh, I mean, listen, it did some damage. Okay. Did it do a cool amount of damage, or mm, no? I'm a big beefy boy. Oh yeah. Now well, I mean, big... at this point, you guys well, have you... hit you guys have hit him collectively for forty four points of damage, and he's not bloodied yet. Okay, well, let's see what I can do about that. <laughs> Rage mode, Th- thunder strike. I don't know what to say yet. I'm working. It's I'm workshopping it, and I okay, go into yeah. rage. Okay. Uh, which means it's an eight. Sorry, I need to find my effects of wild surge. Uh, oh, okay. A beam of brilliant light lances from my chest in a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long line. Each creature in the line must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 2d8 ra- uh, radiant damage and be blinded until the start of my next turn. Oh, boy. So that's probably... I do not see any scenario where that beam does not include at least Argo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I Iron Man proton blast from my chest... Uh, let's see. Uh, I got a six plus seven, so a 13. So I did not pass. 
Uh, 13 is my save DC, but does that mean... Does in this in the case of a save, I think actually a tie saves. Let me see. Yes. Oh, okay. Argo, how'd you do? Ah, uh, which one do I roll? D twenty. D twenty. Plus your con and save. It, and add what to it? I rolled an eighteen. Yeah, eighteen plus one, oh, nineteen. Good. Okay. Yeah, you both dive out of the way of my laser blast. Oh shit! Wow. Okay. Was that, that cool? what the fuck spell what? was that, yeah, dude? Yeah, man, like, it was yesterday, it was Taco Tuesday yesterday, so I don't know if it was something I ate, but good lord, that was a new one. You haven't seen that one before, have you? Fantasy, Jesus, no. That was like a chest laser, that was radical, I haven't even, that wasn't even my action, can you believe it? Holy shit. And then I say, oh, and dodge this, and I jump in with my maul to do a big uh, crushing attack with it. That is a 14 plus uh, 6, 20. That does hit, yes. Fantastic. Uh, 2d6 plus 6. 4. Uh, 5, 9 plus 6 is 15. Whammo. 15 damage. Oh, that was a good hit. Yeah, thanks. I'm angry now. Wish the laser had gotten a little nip of you, too. Now he is bloodied. Good job, you guys. Yeah, let's see that teacher blood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Now now you're messing with the Thundermen. Uh, Is he blinded? No. Uh, No, that missed. That missed. Okay. You're up, Master Fearbulg. Just get hit it with my best shot here. Uh, yeah, I mean, the best sort of, like, I think my best chance at him is Moonbeam, so we're gonna go with that, just, uh, blaze blaze him with a a silvery beam of pale light that shines down in a cylinder. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it so that he's on the edge of the cylinder so none of us get, like, blazed. Okay. You don't have to center the, the cylinder on him. Um, it's not that wide of a cylinder, actually, so I think we'll be fine. Uh, but you got to do a uh, constitution, I think. Hold on. Um, yeah, constitution saving throw. Beat 14. Uh, he rolled a nat 20. Fucking holy shit. Yeah, dude. Well, He's I mean, an no, arena was, champion, you guys. That did not affect your rolls. That doesn't make any sense. Think about I what mean, you're saying. That's fair. I mean, I know that, but I'm just trying to give you a little bit of like, like a little bit of Word soup to explain why he's so good at it. A little bit of honey. I got yeah, you. A little bit of honey. Roll a d10 here. Six, eight, 14. So you take seven uh, incredible points of damage. Okay. Now it's my turn. Uh, and he is going to go into a rage as well. What? Uh, and he is going to draw his uh, radiant greatsword. Uncle. Uh, Can we do that? Uh, yeah. And he is going to attack. Uh, let's see who's done the most. Uh, let's say uh, he's going to attack Fitzroy. Say psych right now. Uh, he rolled a sixteen plus eight 
24. Say psych right now, Travis. Uh, and that does 2d6 plus 4 plus 3. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so that is 10, 14, 17 damage. What type of damage? <clears throat> yeah, it's a radiant greatsword, so I'm going to say radiant and slashing. Well, I'm good with one of those, so I'll just take full damage. How much was it? Uh, it was 17 points of damage. Yeah, that'll do it. Now who's bloodied? It's me. It's you. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I tell you guys something? That was great. Why did those imps... You just cut me with a big sword. Can oh. I have like a second? Right, 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 right. Marie? Are we oh. done? Wait, there's no more fighting? Marie, would you would you please? Uh, I had a great move. Well, we're only going to go to... I don't want to kill you. Yeah, let's call it. I think it's a tie, right? Well, I think we can take him. I do. I look at him. He's bloodied. Uh, not you know, not as bloody as you, but he's bloodied. I think we can get him. Don't you think so, Furbolg? Come on. Surely the goal cannot be to kill this person. Yeah. We have both shown, I believe, our levels of expertise. Uh, and Marie steps over and uses Cure Wounds, uh, so you each are going to recover 2d8 plus 3 damage. <laughs> I rolled a 2 and a 1. Wow, cool. Good heal. I feel so much better now. Oh, nice. Just a little bit of my blood scooched back in. Oh, there it goes I back out again. I don't want to go on one of my world-famous rants here, because we've all got a lot on our plates as a, a species, but the D8 is the least satisfying uh, die to roll. <laughs> yeah, get them. Every time I roll it, it sucks. It feels like I'm rolling a, a, a slice of Velveeta cheese or a small tree. There's just no satisfying way to roll the D8. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, have you tried spinning it like a dreidel? Like in the fucking, uh, what's that Chris Inception. Nolan movie? Inception, yeah. No, find, Finding Dory. That's what I was thinking of. Which one's your totem? So now that you've healed a little bit, Crash uh, says, yeah, that you guys did fine. Why did those imps kick your ass so bad? What, what, what was wrong? What was off? Wait, I th you weren't there. They didn't kick our ass. We beat every one of them. Okay, died. you died. For like a second. Well, yeah, they kicked their asses then. Wait, who? Verbolg here and, and uh, Fitzroy. They kicked their asses. Hey, you did a fair amount of ass kicking before, you were, you. before you were killed. But imps should be easy. Hey, they turned into bats, and I'm afraid of those. The difference is... There were so many of them and one of you. When there is one, we can work together. But many is no good. There was also a big, a big monster guy who um, said that he was responsible for all the imps. And so they had a leader. They had a, a boss. What? They had an evil boss that like a, was made like up. a big imp. He was no. an emperor. Yowza! <laughs> no, he was made of something. What was he made of, boys? Do you remember? I, 
It was like he was made of nipples oh, or something. Igor? Chains. No. Chains, no, guys. Oh, that's right, yeah. He was made of chains. chains. Yes, not nipples. Oh, he was like a chain demon? Yeah. Ah, yes. This was the technical term. Well, fuck, that's way out of your guys' league. But Thank we you. did it, didn't we? Sco- vanquished him good. We did vanquish him. Oh, see, you should have led with that. that now, I'm, now I'm actually kind of proud of you guys. <gasps> I have been waiting my whole life for someone to say those very words. I mean, we're, we're still going to train and shit, but good job. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So the time has come for the Fearbulgs question session. But before that happens, Argo, what have you been doing uh, during the other two's question sessions? Well, you know, he's he's supposed to be investigating uh, Fitzroy for for the unbroken chain. And he's, you know, he doesn't feel real comfortable with this whole spy thing. So he's going to change genres. He's going to he's going to try being like a private eye. He's going to be investigate. Um, so I think he wants to find out more about Fitzroy. So, I, I mean, I can remember you making the statement that the, the school has one of the most extensive libraries oh, yes. in our reality. So I think he's going to go to the library and, Excellent. and, and talk to the librarian and, and see what he can, see what he can glean. Excellent. So you make your way to the library, uh, and you meet with Sabor, uh, the tortle, uh, and also, a uh, quick reminder, uh, Sabor is one of the people who is in the Unbroken Chain with you. He was present at your um, at your uh, initiation, so you can speak freely with him okay. as long as no one else is around. And he greets you and says, ah, hello, hi, it's good to see you again. Um, hello, friend. And he slowly pulls up his sleeve and reveals his... Uh, yeah, beautiful uh, unbroken chain tattoo that he he got at the hedgehog pen, um, yeah. and um, which he has continued to have embellished. It's almost it almost wraps around his whole arm. He's continued to have it added onto all the time, and he uh, and he he raises an eyebrow and kind of gives a very pointed look to Sabor. <laughs> yeah, no one is here. Um, oh, we we yeah. I was giving you a chance to admire my, my tattoo. <laughs> um, so. uh, why don't we step into my office? Does that does is that code for going into your shell? Because I don't think I can do that. No, I, there's not like a house oh. inside my shell. This oh, you're kidding? A cartoon? No. Oh, I always thought there's like you know like a little settee and a and a recliner and stuff. Oh, that's- no. Come with me into my actual office. Good. And he he kind of gestures his head and shows you that there is a Gary out here. Uh, ah. In, in, yes. But not one in his office. Correct. Okay. Um, okay. Listen, um, I'm, uh, I'm checking out. I want to check out things on uh, Fitzroy. You know, I'm on my secret mission, which I assume you know. So it's not that big a oh, secret. Oh, yes, yes. I was thinking, uh, like any, like a social register from Goodcastle or uh, old issues of 
Knights Illustrated, <laughs> especially the bathing suit of armor issues. <laughs> yes, that's very funny. Um, I I have to tell you, Argo, I'm sorry to go ahead and dead end that investigation, but I thought of that. I've poured through every social registry of, you know, rich families, bloodlines, knights, all of that, and I have not been able to find Fitzroy Maplecourt on any of them. Well, I I was just thinking like a new a fresh set of eyes, you know, a different perspective kind of thing. Maybe I you know, I figured you had already gone through this stuff, but you know, maybe I could uh you know, investigate it, bring it from from my viewpoint, it might come at it from a different angle. Well, what information have you been able to gather? Any specifics mm. that might help narrow the search? Um, let's see. Um, his um, his mom carried a big purse with gum in it. Uh, it's been really did, tough getting any Did info. you happen to catch her name? That might be more useful than what was in her purse. Oh! Uh, yes, sorry. Um, yes, it was um, Dendra was her name. And um, she like I said, she kept things in a great big purse and she would give him candy that he thought sounded repulsive, but I thought sounded absolutely stunning. Dendra. Hmm? Dendra. Wait, hold on. I feel like... And he closes his eyes for a minute and thinks, yes, hold on. And he goes over to a stack of books and he picks one out. And it is... Uh, uh, you see it is labeled M-A-L through M-A-R. Okay. And he starts flipping through. Uh yeah, there there is a listing here, but it's not it's not from a bloodlined fam this is not huh. Okay, I'm I'm could I take a look at it? Uh yes, but she's just listed as like a cousin four times removed. She's not. Huh. And he hands you the book. And basically in, in the listing, it's just kind of a small footnote. Well, let um, me do it. Let me do an investigation check. Can I do that? Would that? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Investigation check. Um, that is a 14 plus three, 17. That's very good. So, yeah, in, in this volume he has handed you, uh, it's it's basically just like a small blurb under uh, Maple Court. Um, but it basically she's listed, um, she is listed uh, as uh, being kind of many, many times removed from a bloodline family. And you can see that it is not. Uh, so it does not seem that she came into any wealth or power or anything through this that she um just was like many 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 times removed from this so you are able to glean from your investigation check that she was not uh her immediate family of any note or uh or wealth or privilege so would that mean that Fitzroy really isn't royalty 
it would seem that way. You also see uh, that it is listed that she was married uh, to a man named Jerry Maplecourt. Um, and Jerry, it lists his profession as uh, long haul caravanner. Wow. Caravan? Huh. So he was a truck driver. <laughs> Basically, yes. Oh. I'm not meaning to laugh. Um, I there's There's no way Fitzroy knows this, does he? Well, there is one more thing, and Sabor points to, you can see, a mailing address for Dendra. Oh, okay, where is that? Well, I mean, I'm not going to tell you. There's, I don't know what the mailing address is, Clinton, but you could send her a letter. Oh, okay, I could write a letter to the mom. Yes. To Dendra. Hmm, I'll have to come up with some kind of clever ruse. Um... You've given me a lot to think about there, uh, friend Tortle. Um, anything else in there? Anything at all? Um, no, I, I'm sorry. I wish, I wish we knew more. Well, this has given me a good start. I, that, I think what I'm going to do is write a letter to the mom, and and see where that takes me. Um, meanwhile, do you have any other? Books I might like to, to to check out, you know, for entertainment purposes, or maybe you have anything on barbarians? I'd really like to find out, you know, more about you know his magic and all that kind of stuff. Anything at all? Any resources? We, we have many books on barbarians. Uh, I will have some sent to your chambers. I will pick out the ones that I think will be most useful. Also, I wanted you to know that the book you requested, The Adventures of Larry the Lime, mm -hmm. that came yes. in, uh, <gasps> I will have that sent to your chambers as well. <laughs> I am in for a fun evening now. Thank you so much, Tortle. You are, uh, I'm, uh, Sabor, my, my brother, my friend. <laughs> And so uh, we have returned once more to the Thunderman dormitory, um, and the Fearbolg has entered. Uh, and Althea says, "Ah, Master Fearbolg, hello. Um, please, would would you join me at the table here? Just, I just have a few questions." The Fearbolg uh, comes in and sits down and props his feet up on the table. So you uh, want to speak to the resident bad boy? Oh. Is that you? Can't, can't believe I got called into the principal's office. Oh, I, the, uh, sorry, there must have been some kind of mis. I'm not the principal? Mm. I'm. Go ahead, Teach. What did I do this time? Oh, you're not in, you're not in trouble. I, I don't. I I don't work here at the school. I'm a representative from the Heroic Oversight Guild. We're a governing body that makes sure that heroes stay on the straight and narrow and that villains don't go too dark. We also make sure that hench people and sidekicks are taken care of. Blah, blah, blah. Pretend I am lowering sunglasses I do not have. Okay. 
I would like to ask you a few questions, Master Fearbolt. I am I... sorry. This feels terrible. Okay. Rainier, Rainier told me that it would be the proper approach for the situation. Ah. I have no frame of reference and I feel very bad about this. Yes, I, I think perhaps your friend Rainier might have been having a little fun. I am not the resident by the boy. No, I, I, I figured that out, yes. I do not know what this means. I Actually, at the Heroic Oversight Guild, we respect all races and cultures, and I actually know quite a bit about the Fearbog, and I understand that Fearbogs do not lie. Is that correct? Yes, it was uh, it's very painful. Ah, that's that's why you were squinting and crying the whole time? I held my stomach. Yes. I tried to pretend it was a cool guy pose. Yes, I did this notice. This is a great shame. Okay. Well, as such, since I know that it hurts to lie, I will try not to press you on anything that you do not want to discuss. Is that okay? Thank you. You're welcome. First, I'd, I'd love to get to know a little bit about yourself. I, I have read in your file that you came to the school after, it says here, wandering for quite some time and arriving here. Is that correct? This is true. Now, I, I know that usually fearbogs do not leave their clans. So what made you decide to leave your clan and wander? This was not my decision. Oh? I am in exile. Oh, Master Fearbog, I'm so sorry to hear that. I assume that this is one of the things you may not want to discuss. If that is all right with you. I understand. This is not germane to my business here, so I will not press you. I do not want to make you uncomfortable. Thank you. Um, You know what? I, I, I think it'd be best if I just got to the matter at hand. Uh, how has your experience been here at the school? Um, it is very different oh. from the home. Ah, yes, I imagine so. I imagine it would be quite different being here surrounded by non-fearable. Mm, yes, so many bathrooms. Ah, yes. Have you, en have you enjoyed your time? Yeah. Uh. Is very difficult. I have friends. I enjoy to study. Mm -hmm. I I have a strange experience. Oh, that I I can think of little else. Uh, Master Fearbook, I, I do not mean to pry, but this is why I am here. Can you tell me about this strange experience? I am being compelled to do things. Things I now have no memory of. Ah, huh. well, it, that is very serious, Master Fearbog. Uh, yes, I am 
not liking this feeling of uh, not in control. Yes, I, I imagine that would be the case. Thank you for telling me. I do not tell you to unburden myself or for your investigation. I need to know. I see. I, all of us, live by a code. And I think there is nothing more sacred to us. And for the first time since I came from the forest, since I came from the mother, I don't know if I am following this code. Make make a persuasion check with advantage for me. Um, let's see, fourteen plus one, fifteen, and eight plus one, nine, so fifteen. Uh, Althea says, "I, I too." believe that one must live by a code, Master Fearbolg, and I take this matter very seriously. May I offer you something? May I loan you something which I think might help? Mm, yes. You say that when the, whatever happens, happens, you then have no memory of it. And she uh, kind of, she you see her fold back her lapel slightly and unpin a, a beetle-shaped uh, brooch. And she says, I, I use this as a recording device uh, to help me remember the things discussed in meetings so that I don't miss any details. Um, perhaps this might be of some advantage to you. Mm. Is this kingdom a two-party consent state? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> we... We have no such... When it comes to the breaking of the law and someone's free will being compromised, the investigation takes precedent. So many small businesses like Thunderman LLC are tripped up in the early days by not being aware of local and federal regulations. Well, I do understand that, but in this case, I think we'll let it slide. I must tell this is a secret bug. Uh, I this bug I wear for a secret. Perhaps if and I must not tell that I wear the secret bug. Well, if you are asked, you should tell. Huh? Uh but perhaps it is underneath my leaf shirt. Uh, yes, I think that that would be the way to go. And I must ask, Master Fearbulk, if you do discover anything, and if you need my help, do not hesitate to ask. Do you understand? Uh, yes. Thank you, Master Fearbulk. It has been 
My pleasure speaking with you. No, no, no. Thank you. Dendra Maple Court. Greetings, salutations, and general huzzas. We haven't been formally introduced in the flesh, so to speak, but I am Argonaut Keen, friend, roommate, and business associate of your son, Fitzroy. Let me just say right off the bat, your son is quite well. He is excelling in his classwork, wreaking a lot of havoc among imps, and making fast friends with many of his fellow students, most notably myself, his best friend, and our other roommate, a furbog named B- Bud Furby, Dr. Fungus. I-, I tell you what, that can wait for another letter. Actually, the friendships are the reason I'm contacting you. We've all grown quite fond of Fitzroy and would like to surprise him with a kind of social event. Here at the Academy, they have a tradition called a roast. And no, it does not involve cooking of any kind. I... I'd explain that to the Fearbulg. It's where friends gather and show their affection for a designated buddy by standing up and making speeches, most of them good-natured ribbing of the honoree. I am organizing just such an event, and Fitzroy will be the honoree. I was hoping perhaps you could tell me about Fitzroy's childhood, tell me about yourself, Fitz's father, any detail at all to help me come up with some facts about Fitzroy that he will be surprised to hear coming from me, his best friend in the world. Of course, it's all in fun, but the more personal, the deeper the secret, the more effective the japery will be. Of course, I in return vow to watch over Fitz and allow no harm to come to him here, That is a solemn promise that I do not make lightly, but to ease any concerns you have over the safety of your boy, my BFF. (laughs) Uh, By the way, this is going to be a surprise, so please don't tip my hand. Don't let Fitzroy know that I'm planning this. Looking forward to hearing from you, and in the words of Larry the Lime, don't be rickety. Your humble and obedient... Argonaut Keen, CCO, unofficial, of the Thunderman Corp. P.S. If you have any of that hot mint gum, I would love to surprise him with some of that at the roast. 